Now today we're going to wrap this whole thing up by talking about the greatest builder of all builders. I'm telling you the greatest builder ever, a guy by the name of God, okay? He is, you've heard of Bob the Builder. We're going to talk about God the Builder today. All right, that's funny right there. I don't care who you are. And we're going to talk about God. God is building something. He is building a house. In fact, we see this in this passage that we're going to look at today. You might want to turn there in your Bible. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 4. And let's see what it says about God the Builder. It says, as you come to him... The living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also like living stones. Everybody say living stones. You are like living stones being built into a spiritual house to be holy, a holy priesthood. Offering spiritual sacrifices accepted to, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God is a builder. And God is building something special. And what is he building? The scripture says he's building a house. Everybody say a house. He's building a house. And he's not just building any old house. He's building a spiritual house. And he's not just building any old spiritual house. He is building a house that will be strong and secure. He is building something that will last. And in order to build something that will last, he has to use materials that will last. In fact, he's building something that is eternal. And so in order to build something eternal, he has to use eternal materials. And there's really only one eternal material to build it out of. He is building this house by using you and me. We are the bricks. Everybody say, I'm a brick. Look at your neighbor, tell him, you're a brick. We are the bricks. The Bible says we are like living stones that God is building us together, using us as bricks to build the house that he, has, that he is building. And if you think about it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because what, what is a brick made out of? You think about a brick, what is it made out of? It's made out of a lump of clay, right? You get some dirt, you put a little water in the dirt, a little oil in the dirt, you make some clay, and then what do they do? They take it and they form it together, they mold it, they put it in a mold, they shape it to the form of the type of brick that they're wanting to make, and then what do they do, man? They take that, they take that clay and they put it into a, into a furnace and they turn the fire up really hot so that it strengthens and hardens the brick, and then they pull it out and they take these bricks and they put them together to build houses, to build buildings. And guess what today, guys, the Bible says we're all just lumps of clay. Like you're just a dirt clod, all right? You're just, you're just, a, you're just a ball of, of dirt that God says, man, I want to take that lump of clay. Remember the scripture in the very beginning in, in Genesis that God took a lump of clay and he formed it and he molded it and he made it into the shape that he wanted it to be. And I'm telling you, this is what God is doing with every single one of you. He is forming you and molding you and shaping you and making you into the shape that he wants you to be. And he uses every experience and every relationship and everything that happens in your life to form you. And then what happens is he takes that lump of clay, he takes that big old clot of dirt. And what does he do? He shapes it and then he puts it through some fire. Man, we go through some struggles. And some of you are even here today and you're going through some struggles and some trials and some hard times. And God says, man, I'm using all of that to form you into this brick that I have called you to be so that I can put you together and build the house that I am building. 
I'm a brick. We're a brick house. I know you got to get that in there somewhere, right? And God is using us. In fact, this is all part of the master's plan. You know, if you're going to build a building, in fact, right now we're working on the next phase of the building that we're going to have here at the church. And we've gotten some architects and they begin to draw some stuff and they draw up what is called a master plan. I wish I could show you, but we're not ready to quite show you yet, but it's pretty cool. And they put all this stuff together, what it's going to look like, and they draw it out and all this kind of stuff. And it's called a master plan. But guess what? We're a part of something even bigger than a master plan. We're a part of the master's plan that God wants to build us together to form something great. God is the builder. He is doing the work. He is, in fact, the scripture says that he said on this rock, I'm going to build my church and even the gates of hell will not, will not prevail against it. That upon the rock of Jesus, he's going to take us as the bricks and he's going to form us together to build the kind of house that he is building. God's the builder. We're the bricks. So I started thinking about if I'm a brick, Everybody say, come on, I'm a brick. If I'm a brick, then what's my job? Like you think about, what's the job of this brick? What what does the brick do? And I just started kind of thinking about, really, there's four things that the brick has to do. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. The first one is this, is that the first job of the brick is just to lay down. Everybody say, lay down. Some of you are like, man, I'd like to lay down right now, take a nap. That's not what I'm talking about. What does a brick do? Like when, you, when you're going to put some bricks together, what do you do? You lay one brick on top of, the, of another brick. And in fact, they call it what? <laughs> Laying bricks. Like someone who lays bricks is called a brick layer, right? You're getting it. You're good. I'm telling you, this is deep stuff here today. And guess what? As bricks in the house that God is building, guess what, we're, what are, we are called to do? We are called to lay ourselves down for the purpose of God. In fact, some of us are here today and you say, what am I supposed to do in the house of God? Here's what you're supposed to do. All of us are called to lay aside some of our own wants, some of our own desires, some of, some of, our, own, some of our own preferences, some of our own likes and dislikes, some of our own comfort even to lay it down for the good of the house that God is building. In fact, this is what the scripture says about it like this in the, in the book of Matthew chapter 16 and 24. Jesus says... If anyone wants to be my follower, let him what? Everybody say it out loud. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow after me. Here's what Jesus says. Hey, if you want to be a brick in the house that I am building, your first job is to lay yourself down. To deny yourself some of your own preferences and some of your own desires and some of your own dreams and some of your own wants. And to take up my dreams and take up my desires and take up my purposes for you. Your job is just to lay down. In fact, we've all heard that, that little saying before, there is no I in team, right? Well, let me just tell you something. There is no I in house. There's no room for this is what I want or this is what I need in the house that God is building because it's not really about us. And the truth is, you know, a lot of times we make it about us, don't we? In fact, in America, you know, where we live here in America, we get a lot of what I might call consumer Christianity. And consumer Christianity kind of goes like this. Well, meet my needs. Make me feel good. Give me what I want. 
Make, make me bless. Bless me, pastor. In fact, we even kind of do this where we just kind of hop around from church to church. In fact, in, in circles of pastors and stuff, we have little jokes about it. We call it church shoppers, you know. Like, I'm going to shop over at this church, and, and man, I want them to meet my needs, and they didn't meet my needs, so I'm going to go on over to this church and so that they're going to make my needs, meet my needs and make me feel good and bless me and make me feel comfortable because I, I want the music to be the way I want it, or I want the preaching to be the way I want it. I want the, come on, you know what I'm talking about, right? And here's the deal, guys. Hey, let me just tell you something. Church ought to be something that blesses you. In fact, we hope that when you come on Sunday, that you are blessed and that your needs are met. And man, that's, that is our desire. But let me just tell you something. There's something greater than that. There, there's being a brick in the house that God is building where we say, you know what? It's not just about me. It's not just about my needs or my desires or, or, or my consuming what the church has to offer. No, it's about me laying myself down for the purposes of God in the house that he is, he is building. In fact, this is what the scripture says about it in 1 John 3.16. We all know John 3.16, right? God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Well, look what 1 John 3.16 says. It says, and this is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to what? We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Here's what Jesus is saying. Hey, in the house that I'm building, I need some bricks. I need some people who will lay down their rights, who will lay down their lives for the good of the house, for the good of the purpose, for the good of other brothers and sisters. That just in the way that Jesus laid his life down for us, that we would in turn lay our lives down for others. And if we're going to build a house that really makes a difference, if we're going to build that tabernacle where people can come to know God and find freedom and discover their purpose and make a difference, if we're going to, if we're going to build a rescue boat to reach your neighbors and friends and people that you know and love, if we're, going to, if we're going to build a legacy, you know what it's going to require? It's going to require some sacrifice. It's going to require that we give more and that we love more and that we do more and that we lay ourselves down for the good of the house that God is building. So everybody say, lay down. down. Number two, what does a brick do? The second job of a brick is not to just lay down, but a brick is is called to link up. So everybody say, link up. Now think about this for just a second. This one brick by itself really can't accomplish much, can it? I mean, think about it. Like it can't keep me dry when it's raining outside. That ain't going to do much, right? There's holes in it, right? That ain't going to help. And it can't, it can't keep me safe. It can't keep me warm when it's cold outside. It can't protect me from the elements or from the things that are going on outside. This one brick does not make a house. But when you take this one brick and you link it together with hundreds of other bricks, what can you build? You can build a house. You can build a place that, that will protect you from the elements. You can build a place that will protect you from something that would be harmful outside. You can build a place where you can be safe and you can be warm and you can be dry. In fact, you can build, you can build a house where a family can live inside and you can raise children and you can pass stuff down to the next generation, right? In fact, if you take one of these bricks and you link it together with not just hundreds of other bricks, but thousands of other bricks, you can build a building, You can build a church. You can build a place where people can come and experience the presence of God. You can build a place where lives can be changed. You can build a place where generations can be changed as we pass down the word of God to others. As you link these bricks together, you can build something that actually makes a difference. Let me tell you something, guys. You weren't called to just do Christianity on your own. 
You were called to be a brick in the house that God is building to link yourself together with other believers so that together we can make a greater difference on this planet. In fact, this is what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 21. Paul writes, and he says, In him, the whole building is joined together, and it rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built, what? Together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. God says, hey, I'm building a house. And what am I using to build it? I'm using you. I'm using my people to build a place where my spirit can dwell, where lives can be changed. And all you've got to do is come together to be a part of what God is building. And here's the deal is that God has given every single one of us gifts and talents and abilities, relationships, experiences, personalities, things that he has put in us that have shaped us to be a part of what he is building. In fact, if you think about it for just a second, you know, as a brick in the house of God, not all bricks look like this brick. Like if you look at a brick house, they're all the same shape. They all look the same. But in in God's house, it's a little different. It's more like it's more like a mosaic. You know what a mosaic looks like? We take all these different things that are all different shapes and all different colors and all different sizes, but they fit together perfectly. Let me just tell you something. God has shaped you in ways that fit perfectly into the house that he is building. He's given you talents. He's given you gifts. He's given you abilities. Some of you say, well, I don't know what my talents are. I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know what my abilities are. Well, that's why actually every single Sunday we do a class called Life Track. And every Sunday is happening today, even during the 1150 service in the, in the conference room. It's a class that happens every week. Today is step one, but you can jump in at any time where we're going to teach you what are your gifts and your talents and your personality and all the different stuff that God has used to shape you and to form you, to make you into that brick so that you can find that place to fit into the house that God is building. Some of you hadn't gone through life track. You need to jump in there. Today would be a great day because it's step one to jump in there and find out what has God called me to do? How can I link together with other believers to actually make a greater difference in the house that God is building? You think about it. You take a brick and you lay it down and you link it together with other bricks. And then What is it that holds it all together? You take these bricks and you lay them together. What is it that holds it together? The mortar, right? Everybody just look at your neighbor and say, what's the mortar? Look at your other neighbor and say, what's the mortar with you? Come on, that's that's cheesy preacher joke. But I work hard on these, so you got to at least give me a courtesy laugh or something, all right? Here's the deal. What's the mortar? That sounds funny. What is the mortar... In the house that God is building. Well, the scripture actually teaches us what it is. We see it in Colossians 3.14. Look what it says. And above all these other virtues, put on what? Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Man, that's so good. That every one of us are shaped in different ways and we all have different backgrounds and tastes and likes and all of that kind of stuff. But we're all bricks in the house that God is building together. And what do we do? We link together and sometimes we get on our ner- each other's nerves and sometimes we grind on each other because we have different personalities and all that. But what is it that keeps us together? What's the mortar? What's the glue that holds us together? It's love. And really when you think about it, isn't that the difference between a house and a home? 
is love. Like you can build a house. When you put a family in that house and they begin to love one another, what does it become? It becomes a home. And God's not just building a house. He's building a home. A home for his believers, a home for his people to come and to love one another and to join together to to make a greater difference. And it's love that holds us together. It's love that draws the world world towards us. So as, as bricks in God's house, our job is to lay ourselves down for others. Our job is to find a place to link up so that we can build something greater for his kingdom. Number three, write this one down. Our job is to lay on. Everybody say, or lean on. Everybody say, lean on. Don't lay on somebody. Lean on somebody. (laughs) Y'all think it's easy. Y'all should just get up here and try this sometime. (laughs) Lean on. Everybody say, lean on me. me. Guess what? When you get a a house, you you get a brick, and you know what you do? You stack it on top of another brick, and then you stack it on top of another brick. And you stack it on top of another one. And then they begin to interlock. And what happens is one brick leans on another brick, leans on another brick, leans on another brick. And it becomes stronger. In fact, it reminds me of this Peanuts cartoon that I came across one time. Lucy demanded to Linus that she change the channel on the TV. And she threatened him with her fist if he didn't do it. And Linus said to Lucy, she said, well, what may, he said, what makes you think you can walk right in here and just take over? And Lucy said, these five fingers individually they are nothing but when i curl them together like this they form a single unit and they are a weapon that is terrible to behold and linus says okay what channel do you want and as he turned and walked away he looked at his fingers and said why can't you guys ever get organized like that (laughs) how many know there's power when we come together like when we lean on each other there is there is a greater strength and check this out As you add more bricks and one brick leans on another brick, leans on another brick, leans on another brick, you know what happens? The strength of the house is multiplied. Let me tell you something, guys. You can't be what God has called you to be on your own. You need people to lean on. And you you know what else? You need people who are leaning on you. And together, when I lean on you and you lean on me and we lean on each other, guess what happens? We become stronger. That's what the scripture talks about in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9, it says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity on anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. And also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The more we lean on one another, the stronger we become. And really, when you think about it in life, there's, this is really the way it works. In fact, there are really kind of three levels of maturity in life. I mean, you start out, start out with the baby, right? And a ba- we've got one of these at our house, one-year-old. And so when they're a baby, like they, they, their first level of maturity is dependency, right? Like little Easton, he is dependent on us for everything. It's like, why can't this kid do something by himself? He's one years old. I mean, what's the matter with him, right? But I mean, we got to change his diaper, we got to feed him, we give him a bath, we put him to sleep. We, I mean, he is dependent upon us for everything. But then in our house, we have, uh, we have another level of maturity because we have two teenagers in our house as well. And if you've got a teenager, you know what I'm talking about. They are not dependent. What are, what are they? They are independent, right? Like, I don't want dad to help me with nothing. Dad don't know nothing. What does he know? He's 40 and I'm 13. I know everything, right? 
I mean, and this is the way it is when, you, when you're a teenager. You think you know it all and you are, you are independent. And in fact, this is kind of what we think in America is, is the most mature level. Is we we want to reach a place of independence. But that's actually not the highest level of maturity. The highest level of maturity is not independence, but interdependence. It's when we come to a place where I'm not dependent on others alone and I'm not dependent only on myself, but I'm dependent on others and others are dependent upon me and we link together to to be stronger, that together we are stronger. In fact, that's the reason we challenge every person at LifeGate to get involved in a life group. In fact, you're, you're, if you're here today for the first time, let me just tell you, you're here for, on a good week because next week starts life groups that kick off for this semester. And if you're not in a group, this is why we want you to get in a group so that you can find people that you connect with and build relationship with so that you find that family that you lean on them and they lean on you and you hold them accountable and they hold you accountable. And when you're going through a struggle, then they're there for you. And when they're going through a struggle, you're there for them. And you go, well, isn't that what church on Sundays is all about? Well, that's the beginning of it. But man, there's a greater depth than even that. And in fact, life change doesn't really happen so much when we're sitting in rows. It happens more when we're sitting in circles. When we're leaning on each other, when we're building relationships with one another. If you're not in a life group, you should go by that life wall that's out there and find one that fits you and get in one starting next week. Because this is what God has called us to do, to be bricks in his house, to lay ourselves down for the good of what God is doing, for his purposes, not our own purposes. He has called us to link up with others, to make a greater difference, to use our shape and our gifts and our talents, to do something that will, that will truly last, to lean on each other, that I would depend on you and you would depend upon me. And when we do that, we find our strength. Number four, write this one down. Not only am I going to lay down and link up, Not only am I going to lean on others, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lock in. See, here's what happens. Man, when you start to to build a a wall, you start to build a house, you begin to take begin to take bricks and you lay one down on top of another and then you begin to link them together and then they begin to lean on one another and to the point where the bricks are in place and they are locked into their spots. Now, what, when you think about this, when you build a, build a brick wall, you don't just build a wall and then come along after that and start pulling out bricks from the middle of the wall. That would be unstable, wouldn't it? Be like, ever seen that game Jenga, right? And what do you do? You get that tower built out of, out of the, you know, the pieces of, you know, little blocks of wood. And then the, the object is to start taking out pieces. And what happens the more you start pulling the pieces out of, of the tower that you have built, the tower becomes less and less stable, And here's the deal is that God wants to build a house that is strong, a house that is secure, a house that that is stable enough to withstand anything that would come its way. But the unfortunate thing is that many of us is that we kind of link in over here for a little while, but then someone says something that we don't like or someone hurts our feelings or, you know, we don't like something that they did or the pastor says something or they preach on money or giving or something or whatever it is. And so we just yank ourselves out of that wall that we've been in. And we run over to another wall and try to insert ourselves there. And it, it affects the stability of what God is trying to do. 
See, God hasn't called us to just run around from place to place and plug in here for a little while, then plug in somewhere else for a little while, then plug in for somewhere else for a little while, and then when someone hurts our feelings, we go over here and we don't like something or someone gets on our nerves, we go over here and do something else. No, God has called us to find our place and to fit into that place and to stay there for the long haul, to lock in so that we can make a difference. And man, there's going to be times when people are going to get on your nerves. Guess what? Sometimes y'all get on my nerves. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Think about this in the, in the sense and the idea of a house for just a second. You don't just, you don't just sell your house because you don't like the color of the wall. Right? Now, you might do that if you're a renter. You might go, I don't like this house, so we're going to go over to another house and rent another one, rent another one, rent another one. And the unfortunate thing is that there are a lot of Christians today who are really not owners. You know what they are? They're renters. I'm going to rent over here for a little while, and then I'll run over here and rent over here for a little while. You know what the problem is with with renting is that long term, at the end, you have invested a lot of time and a lot of money, but you don't have anything to show for it. Right? Like if you rent a house, you pay the house payment, you pay it for a year, you pay it for two years, five years. At the end of five years, you're not any closer to owning that house. You don't have anything. You don't have any equity built in the house. But if you own a house, if you buy a house, what happens? If you put it on a, maybe it's a 15-year, if you're able to do that, man, that's a great thing because 15 years goes fast. And at the end of the 15 years, you're able to go, man, I own this house. It's mine. I invested in it, and now I have something to show for it. Or maybe it's a 30-year, and you don't make it 30 years. But even if you don't make it the 30 years, you still have what is called what? Equity. You have something to show for what you have, what you have invested. In And unfortunately, so many Christians, here's what we do, is that we invest here for a little while and invest there for a little while and invest somewhere else for a little while, but then something happens and we don't like it and then we pull out and we're renters and not owners and then we look back, 15 years have come and gone and we don't have anything to show for what we have invested. And God has said, hey, I want you to, I want you to find somewhere that fits you And plug in there for the long haul. In fact, that's what legacy is about. We talked about legacy last week. You know what legacy really is? It's faithfulness over a long period of time. And this is what God has called us to. In fact, look what the scripture says about it in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19 in the Living Bible, it says that you are members. Everybody say members. You are members of God's very own family. And you belong in God's household along with every other Christian. Guess what, guys? Being a Christian is not just about believing. It's about belonging. And you think about that word belong. It's really two words that are kind of shoved together. Be and long. And if you're really going to be long, guess what? You're going to have to be somewhere for a long time. And it's that faithfulness over time that actually begins to really build something that lasts in your lives. And I know some of you are here today and you're just checking things out. I mean, really. Let me, just, let me just speak to you for just a second. You're here and you're just, hey, I'm just checking this out. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've been, you know, four or five times and you're going, I'm not sure if I'm ready to plug in there to that church or not. And let me just tell you, that's cool. We're glad you're here. And that's, that's really okay. Some of you have come from situations and maybe you've come from unhealthy backgrounds and unhealthy situations or even unhealthy churches. And you're just going, man, I just need a place to just get healed. And I just need a place to just worship and just a place that's healthy. And if that's you, man, you are welcome and we love you and we want you here. Some of you are just like, man, I'm just checking this church thing out. I'm not really sure about that and whatever. And I'm just giving it, I'm just kicking the tires. Hey, kick the tires as long as you need to kick the tires. We are so glad that you are here. But guess what? There comes a time 
Maybe it's not that time for you right now, but there will come a time when you decide, hey, man, I don't want to just keep dating. I want to put a ring on it, you know? Like, this is going to be my place where I'm going to plug in for a long time. I'm going to be a part of the house that God is building, and I'm going to, I'm going to lock in there so that I can, I can make a difference over the long haul. Man, this is, I mean, it's not really an easy message for me to preach, but I think it's one that we all could hear. The truth of the matter is, is that, you know, I'm not, I'm not even saying today that there's not ever a time to leave one church and go to another church. Sometimes that happens. In fact, a little over 10 years ago, God put it on our heart to leave the church we were pastoring in West Texas and move here and plant this church. And I'm glad that I did, right? I'm glad that I listened to God. But unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that most people that go from one church to another aren't really going there because God called them to go there. They're going there because they got offended or they got bored or because that's just what they do every two years. And God is saying, hey, I want, I want to do something with your life, but only if you give it to me for the long haul. Only if you plug into the house that I am building. And here's what happens is if we don't stay for the long haul, we miss the big reveal. Remember we talked about the HGTV, what keeps you in there for the, whole, for the whole episode, 45 minutes or an hour if it's the commercial, what keeps you there? Is that at the end you get to see the big picture of what they did. And here's the deal. When we take our lives as the bricks that God has made us, this lump of clay, but we, we take the shape that he's made us and we, we take it, we lay it down for his kingdom and his purposes and we link together right where we fit perfectly and we, we lean on each other for support and for help and for strength and we find that place that we say, I'm locking in right here for the long haul. Then eventually, man, you get to that place where you get to see the big picture. You look back or maybe it's even... When you get to heaven and you're able to stand before God and hear him say those words, well done, good, and what? And faithful, faithful servant. You know what? If you're going to hear God say well done, good, and faithful servant, you know what you're going to have to be? Faithful so that you can hear it. And I know some of you are going, I don't know about this. Hey, it doesn't have to be this church, but let it be some church. Find somewhere, plug in, and let God use your life, a living stone, let God build us together into something that will last, something that is eternal.